Great is Thy Faithfulness will always be one of my favorite hymns. It's because of association. That was my grandma DeVries's favorite hymn. And so I don't know why I ever put this right before the sermon, because it just throws me off. But that was her favorite hymn. And because of that, everyone in my family associates it with her funeral. And it tugs at our heartstrings every single time. But it also reminds us of what was best about someone that we looked up to. It was the best of how someone who we love reflects Christ's love unto us. And when we remember that, we remember that the communion of saints is much larger than just those who are gathered here. It's much larger than even those who are living. But the communion of saints of which we are a part are those who can trace back, way back, and reflect Christ forward for the rest of us. There is a great honor to be associated with people that we love. And God has called us his children. And because we are his children, we are called by him to hear his word and to be reminded of who he is. We turn to the scriptures specifically for that. So I invite you to open your Bibles to Romans chapter 16. Romans chapter 16 We'll be looking at verses 1 through 16 today. We'll get to the rest of the chapter eventually as well. But for today, just Romans 16, 1 through 16. Romans is the first of the epistles. So if you go through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels, then the book of Acts, the works of the early church, and then you get to Romans. And you'll win a Tootsie Roll if you can answer me this question. Why is Romans the first epistle? The first letter. But you know, it's not because it was written first. It's because it's the longest. That's why. We'll be looking at the end of Romans 16 today, and it may seem like a peculiar text because it's really just a long list of names. But there's intentionality in these names. Why were these people worth mentioning? What kind of things are they commended for by the Apostle Paul in the closing of this letter? So even as we go through a list of names of people that we don't know much about, let's consider that they are also part of the communion of saints that we are a part of. And there was good reason why these people were mentioned. Before we turn our attention to God's word, though, let's pray for his blessing upon it. Let's pray together. God, may your word be our rule, your Holy Spirit our teacher, and the glory of your Son, Jesus Christ, and the furthering of his gospel. May that be our utmost and primary concern. Speak to us, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, through your word, that we may hear from you. Amen. Romans chapter 16. Verses 1 through 16. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church in Sancria. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help she may need from you. For she has been the benefactor of many people, including me. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. 
Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend Epinetus, who is the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Greet Ampliatus, my dear friend in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our co-worker in Christ, and my dear friend Stachys. Greet Apelles, whose fidelity to Christ has stood the test. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my fellow Jew. Greet those in the household of Narcissus, who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, those women who work hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me, too. Greet Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Petrobas, Hermas, and the other brothers and sisters with them. Greet Philologus, Julia, Nereus, and his sister, and Olympus and all the Lord's people who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send their greetings. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Greet one another with a holy kiss. A good handshake or a hug will do too. My friends, this past Wednesday was the two-year anniversary of my installation at North Holland. For two years and five days, I have served here as pastor. It seems like longer than that, given the internship years. Yet two years reminds me just how early I am in the ministry that God has called me to. And in many ways, we're just getting started. Just as last year, at the one-year anniversary of my installation, I wrote a letter to look back over the year and look forward to the time ahead, taking time to speak openly and face-to-face about our current reality and God's emerging future for us. It is a joy for me to do that again. And if you don't particularly like this style of sermon, just be glad I only do it once a year. I always take a cue for these letters from one of the epistles the letters in Scripture. And in paying attention to what Paul or Peter or John or others wrote to the churches in their day, I get a sense of how to write a letter to you, the church at North Holland, and what is worth including. Who needs to be mentioned? What points of teaching need inclusion? What is worth speaking about intentionally? One thing I always want to be intentional about with you all is being authentic so that you know who I actually am. I believe authenticity reflects sincerity, and sincerity builds trust. Authenticity also calls us to share not just our bright and shining moments when we're awesome and looking good, but to intentionally share times when we've failed 
or to simply have the courage to be who we really are, which in my case is a really big nerd. But in the spirit of intentional authenticity, I want to let you briefly into my imagination. I really love Star Trek, as well as Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Marvel, and DC. But Star Trek provides me my favorite analogy for serving as pastor. I'm going to see if I can bring up a little technology here. Hey, there we go. That looks good. Thanks, Allison. (laughs) I really love Star Trek and, and all the other things that come out sideways in my sermons as examples that some of you also love and some of you aren't so sure about. But I really, really enjoy Star Trek from the time I was a child, watching the original series taped on VHS that my dad had recorded. And you can tell when he got home from the farm because then he would pause through the commercials but commercials from the 1970s are fascinating to watch. In the spirit of that intentional authenticity, though, I want to share with you an analogy that I like Star Trek so much for. I view being the pastor of North Holland to be very similar to being the captain of a Federation starship. Now, if you go down the rabbit trail with me just a bit, you'll see how well this works, even if you know nothing about Star Trek. And rest assured, I have bothered every staff member here in far greater detail than what I'll share with you this morning. Consider, though, instead of the USS Enterprise, our ship is the RCA North Holland. USS denotes a a Federation affiliation. RCA notes our denomination affiliation. Even the hole markings on the Enterprise, NCC 1701, Numbers and letters that every nerd knows well. That no, those numbers on the whole mark a fleet contract and serial number. Did you know that we here at North Holland are also part of a fleet? I'm not even making this up. We're a part of Zealand Classis, okay? Emphasis on the word Classis, which is a geographical grouping of churches in the region. Did you know that the word classis comes from the Latin word meaning fleet of ships? So, instead of NCC 1701 marking our fleet contract and serial number, we are ZCC 12050, standing for Zealand Classis Church, and our address is 12050. NCC 1701 and ZCC12050 even have the same number of syllables. This analogy was meant to be. So I want you all to know that when you see this, when you see that, I see this. (laughs) And what's the tagline of Star Trek anyways? To boldly go where no one has gone before. Because ships are sent. They have missions to go on. And we as the church are sent by God into the world. We are sent on mission. Ships do not exist for their own sake of existing. They are not an end in themselves. They have a purpose. North Holland does not exist for its own self. We have a purpose. 
And our mission didn't come from Starfleet or the RCA. It didn't come from Zealand Classis. But our mission comes from God. In the words of Jesus in Matthew 28, Go therefore into all the world, making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. But as we all well know, it's not the ship that made the show in Star Trek, and it isn't the church building that baptizes people. It's the crew. Nobody watched Star Trek in 1966 for the lame special effects. They watched it for emerging science fiction and to follow the adventures of Captain Kirk, Commander Spock, Dr. Bones McCoy, Lieutenant Uhura, Chekhov, Scotty, and Sulu. The crew is what made the ship's mission happen, and it's the crew that made the episodes interesting to watch. My friends, we are the church. We are the people of God. And we are North Holland. We are the crew of this particular ship. And I love being the captain of this ship simply because I really love this crew. In Star Trek Into Darkness, character Noonien Singh once said, My crew is my family. Is there anything you would not do for your family? Now, in Romans 16, the Apostle Paul is very intentional about naming a long list of people, members of the crew that he worked with. I can't even try to list off everyone here who contributes in a significant way. Because someone would get left out. Or I'd, just up end up, I'd end up reading the list on the church directory, which would be redundant, and even that would not be a complete list of all of the people that make this place what it is. But what the first 16 verses of Romans 16 do is list off people who have taken an intentional work in the church. Men and women who are faithfully following God's call and on mission to reach the world for Christ, to support their brothers and sisters in the gospel work, and to willingly show hospitality to both friend and stranger. Now, I cannot list everyone, but as is my custom for this letter, I'd like to list off a few people who have served well and have retired from their duties as crew members of the RCA North Holland. I'd like to read to you list of names of the saints of North Holland who were called home to heaven this past year. Since the last time I wrote one of these letters, we have said our earthly goodbyes to Howard Dahlman, Hank Searsma, and Nell Westry. The list is far shorter this year than last year, but no less significant. What makes the list significant is that these are people, and people are irreplaceable. We learn from them. We carry on the best of who they are. But there will never be another Howard or Hank or Nell. As I consider my own word for the year, my theme word for the year is intentional. 
And I remember what these three people were always so intentional about. We remember their phrases, don't we? And we, like Howard Dahlman, can say, Hallelujah, what a Savior. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Howard was intentional about gratitude, intentional about praising God. Howard lived with a doxological spirit, always ready to praise God, to be thankful, to be full of gratitude. And not once could you ever visit Hank Searsma without him asking the question, how are things at North Holland? Hank was intentional about paying attention to how the church was doing, even when separated by circumstances of health. And our dear Nellie. Nell, in addition to often saying, getting old is not for sissies, just to humor us all, Nell would often, would always say with great intentionality, I love you, even when speaking took great effort. There will never be another Howard Dahlman, Hank Searsma, or Nell Westrate, each one uniquely created in God's image, and people are truly irreplaceable. But we honor their memory by learning from them and being intentional about our gratitude, intentional about our attentiveness to the church, intentional about telling people we love them and appreciate them. After all, if we're not intentional about these things, we're simply being passive. Can you be passively grateful? Can you passively praise God? Can you passively pay attention or passively tell someone that you love them? I think not. And even if you can, should you? Don't these things deserve intentionality? People are truly irreplaceable. And while we're together, we deserve intentional efforts to be offered to one another. People are irreplaceable. I see the same to be true of staff. In May, we wished and prayed our best to Pastor Dustin as she faithfully followed God's call to pursue a Ph.D. at Wheaton. Jim Smith let us know in June that he felt called to center his time in one place. We miss them. Not because no one else can ever fill the positions they did, but we miss them because people are irreplaceable. Even in the hiring process, we weren't looking for the next Pastor Dustin or the next Jim Smith, for there is only one of each of them. We were looking for the next pastor of discipleship and youth. And I'm thrilled to have Pastor Audrey on board with us on our crew. I believe we're entering a great chapter at North Holland Reformed Church. Audrey, I'm glad you're here to witness this chapter and to contribute to it in the ways that God has called you to. One thing that I want to be intentional about addressing, though, is this. Maybe the question has been wondered in some dark recess of your mind. If we keep hiring young staff, will we become a stepping stone church? Churches can get complexes about this kind of thing, that we'll just be hiring seminary graduates who will kind of be with us until they figure out what they're doing, and then they'll leave once their learning curve is complete. Now, for one... I don't think we have a complex about this. Being a teaching church is in North Holland's DNA. Historically, over a third, but not quite half, 
of the pastors that have been hired here have been fresh out of seminary. And we are the type of place that helps seminary students as well as first-call pastors to find their bearings. And I should know, because I've experienced you all in both of those capacities. Secondly, I would strongly affirm that North Holland is not a stepping stone to get set up for somewhere great, because North Holland is somewhere great. You'd have to be spiritually dry, socially obtuse, emotionally incapacitated, and ecclesially ignorant to not see that there is something special about this place. That's a long list of fancy words to say, if people don't understand that there's something special here, they don't know us very well and should maybe put some effort into getting to know us, and we put effort into getting to know them. There is something special about this place because she's a great ship, the RCA North Holland. In my mind, she's a flagship of the fleet, one of the best. And I need to be obedient to God's call, but I do hope and pray for many years serving here as captain. I don't want to leave too soon. There's nowhere that I would rather be than here. If you think there's somewhere you'd rather me be than here, then subtly let me know. Or not so subtly, because I don't know if I want to take the hint. Where else would we rather be than here, as part of North Holland? Good things are happening here. There's things to be proud of, things to celebrate, things to rejoice that happen in this place and the ministry that happens here. But once again, it isn't the ship that makes the show. It's not the building that makes the church. It's the crew. I love this crew. And you all make the RCA North Holland, ZCC 12050, you all make it what it is. When I consider the men and women of North Holland Reformed Church, I rejoice. We have so many gifts here to be thankful of. We have skill sets of a wide variety, both white-collar and blue-collar. Our congregation has big hearts and sharp minds. Our crew consists of people who can trace their membership back for generations, as well as those who have joined recently. And that brings a point of intentionality up for me. Something I hope that we all are mindful of and intentional about. We consist of people who have been members here for a long time and for a short time. And just like family members, if we passively live in relationship with one another or assume that we're all one happy family, we may never actually get to know one another. We may never get to know someone new. It takes being intentional to build relationships, and it takes being intentional to see growth in the church, and not just numerical growth, but spiritual growth among the members. It takes intentionality. We are called in John 13, 34 through 35, to love one another. Jesus said, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. And by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. In Romans 16, Paul takes great time to list in detail people who have loved the Lord and have loved their neighbor in word and thought and deed. And so I invite you to remember, you cannot passively love someone. I believe that God's love of us 
is an intentional and active pursuit of our very souls. And the responsive love that we give back to God should also be an active, intentional pursuit of loving God and loving neighbor. As a church, one thing we hear often from guests is that we're very friendly and welcoming. We have a good degree of intentionality around this, and it's one that I hope that we maintain for years to come. A challenge, though, is integration. When we're integrated, it doesn't matter how long one person has been here versus another or who's involved in what way. This takes a two-way street of intentionality to be a well-integrated church. It requires those of us who have only been here for a short while to ask questions, to volunteer, to get involved, to intentionally seek out new ways to be a part of North Holland, even to invite people over just so that we can get to know someone better and not waiting for someone to reach out to us. It also requires those of us who have been here for quite a while or maybe our whole lives, to be mindful of who might want to be invited, included, to intentionally ask people if they know about this, that, or the other thing, to intentionally ask ourselves the question, I wonder if so-and-so knows about this. Now, cliques are a normal social development. One thing that I believe very strongly is that cliques are passive, They aren't active exclusion, and they're not secret societies, and they're not conspiracies to keep people out of a social gathering. Cliques are simply people who already know each other, spending time with each other. And they form naturally because not everyone here is going to be your bestest buddy, but everyone here is your brother and sister in Christ. Which means there should be intentionality in getting to know those who are new among us in making sure that they're aware of the things that we love to do and included in them. What I love about our logo on the front of our pulpit and on our bulletin is that 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 swoop around the cross, which I see as the anointing of the Holy Spirit as part of the Trinity, but that swoop is open. Why? Because if we're serious about our vision of hospitality, if we're serious about our vision of hospitality, then there is always room for one more. The circle is open. There's always room for one more person. And so ask, what do you love to do here? And intentionally remind yourself that there is always room for one more and ask yourself, who else might enjoy joining us? Who else might enjoy being a part of this? Jesus said that if we love one another, people will know that we are his disciples. Let's actively, intentionally, and hospitably do just that. Love one another as Christ has loved us. And remember that there's always room for one more at North Holland Reformed Church. What I love about North Holland is the crew. The shared sense of mission. The emerging conviction of vision. So I'm not just imagining the church as a starship because I'm bored. No, life and ministry are full and vibrant. I just happen to enjoy living in my own sense of imagination. But that tagline of Star Trek keeps coming back to me. To boldly go where no one has gone before keeps coming back to me. 
As I ride my bike around our neighborhood, I see developments coming north. There are subdivisions and houses where there used to simply be fields and trees. If we believe in our vision of hospitality, then we must consider that to reach out to our neighborhood, we really are going where no one has gone before. There's never been a house there. There's never been a neighborhood there. We are going where no one has been before. It's a new frontier for us as a ship, for us as a crew. That's one more reason why my word for the year is intentional. Intentional about being aware of our community. Intentional about reaching out to those who might not know anything about us yet. And also intentional about what we have to offer here, both in a spiritual sense and in a physical sense. If you're familiar with Star Trek at all, and if you're not, don't worry. I'd be happy to tell you more about it then you know that over time, there have been different enterprises. There was just the original enterprise until it was destroyed. There is Enterprise A, and there is Enterprise B, and there is Enterprise C, and my favorite from the next generation was Enterprise D, but I couldn't find a good picture of it. But I do have a model of it in my office. Enterprise D was the final uh, enterprise ship in the next generation. It could reach out further into space than any ship before it. It had more space to hold a greater crew. And one thing about it to note for all of us who like to eat, one of the things they seemed to talk about a lot in The Next Generation was the Enterprise's D, it had a great ability to make food. They were just better equipped to feed people, hence a bigger crew. I believe the RCA North Holland, ZCC 12050, has had similar iterations throughout history, just as there's been several enterprises for nerds throughout the generations to love on. There was the original North Holland. This was destroyed by fire. Then they rebuilt, and what I would call Enterprise A was born. Then they added on the Education Wing, and the Fellowship Hall to create Enterprise B, or North Holland B. And a serious renovation and addition gave us North Holland C, which flipped the church and gave us our narthex. We are the crew of the RCA North Holland C today. And now, at the beginning of this program year, we must intentionally discern, is it time for Enterprise D. Is it time for RCA North Holland D? You'll remember the image I'm about to show you if you were at the Springtown Hall meeting. Over five years of consistory meetings, two investigative building vision task forces and their following reports, a building action team, work with an architect, and an inquiry with a stewardship group has brought us this concept. It's not done. And there are big questions that need firm answers to know how and when we proceed. It's not set in stone. But every step of the way that has wondered about this has been because of an intentional move, an intentional step forward. So far, it's been in the last five years that this has begun to develop. 
And now it's time to intentionally ask ourselves, are we serious about this? One of the top projects on my list for the next year is to ask the question, are we ready for RCA North Holland D? And it's time for us all to discern that. Do we need it? Will we use it well? And is it the road that God is calling us down? And if it is the road that God is calling us down, are we wearing the right shoes to walk down that road? My friends, my beloved crew, it is because of you that it is a joy to serve as captain of ZCC 12050, the RCA North Holland. I hope and pray whatever ship that we're in, whether C or D, we will continue to follow God's call with intentionality. And what is it that we will continue to do intentionally? Intentionally sharing the love of Jesus through compassion-filled hospitality. That's our vision. If we're committed to that vision of hospitality, then let's wonder together, is it time to boldly go where North Holland has never gone before? Amen. Let's pray. God, it is you and you alone that hold the future in our hands. You see our past. You remember the loved ones whom we have said goodbye to in this past year. You see our present. You see our current reality. You know the thoughts and questions that we have. You know the excitements that we share and the wonderings and fears that are a part of us as well. You, Lord, also see our future. Help us to whatever our future may be to follow you with great intentionality that wherever we go, whatever we do, we may share the love of Jesus through compassion-filled hospitality. May you bless us and guide us in our efforts, equip us and send us as your disciples here on the earth. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior over past and present and future. Amen.